0: Welcome to Tommy while all podcast. Thanks for downloading. And as you listen, you are guaranteed encounter with the word. Okay. So this morning is the word and impact conference 2023. Amen. So this is one time that I really get to preach. Amen. Second Timothy chapter two, verse 11 to 15. So media has to work with me because a lot of scriptures this morning. 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 11 to 15. It says here is a trustworthy saying. If we died with him, we would also live with him. Verse 12. If we endure, so endurance is needed in your Christian faith, we would also reign with him. Now, if we disown him, it would also disown us. Verse 13. If we are faithless, he will remain faithful. Somebody say amen. For he cannot disown himself. Verse 14. Keep reminding them of these things. That's one of the essence of coming to church. Warn them before God against quarreling ag- about words. It's of no value. So, when you find two Christians arguing about scriptures, just walk out. Walk out of that conversation. Because there's no value. Because you're actually supposed to encourage yourself and um, edify yourself with scriptures. Scriptures is actually for building, it's of no value. And only ruins those who listen. So, every time you're seeing two Christians arguing and you're part of that conversation, you get distorted. You lose that sense of consciousness. Two Christians arguing about tithe. Then you begin to ask yourself questions. Do I need to pay tithe? Do I need to do this? Do I need to do that? And many of the times when you are battling with the truth, it means there is a blessing around the corner. It says, do your best to present yourself to God as one that is approved. A workman who does not need to be ashamed. Who correctly... Did you see that? Can we see that together? I need to hear your voice. Can you see that on the screen? Who correctly handles the word of truth? So there is a way to handle the word of truth. You don't use the word of truth to deceive people. You don't use the word of truth to put people into bondage. Just like the election that just passed. I know how many pastors that will still come on the pulpit today to justify what they said last week. Because people look at you with high esteem. People look at you as an oracle of the Holy Spirit. So if you're coming before God's people to tell them your opinion, don't say the Holy Spirit said. It's your opinion. Are you getting what I'm saying this morning? It's your opinion. When you say the Holy Spirit said, and it does not go the way the Holy Spirit said, then it makes people start doubting the authenticity of the Holy Spirit. How come the Holy Spirit said this person will win and this other person won? The worst part is when somebody says he saw 46 angels confirming somebody's name. Are we joking? Correctly. Somebody say correctly. Handling the word of truth. Even sometimes let me say this as a pastor even when the holy spirit tells me things to say I say it from the place of is the only one that can bring those things to pass I, I I don't I don't come up with statements like if it does not come to pass then I'm not a man of god No Because we have seen instances where God will say a thing and intentionally delay it Then when you have not said it, if it does not happen tomorrow morning then I'm not a man of god Ah You just lost your certification John chapter 18 John chapter 18 verse 33 to 37 John 18 33 to 37 it's a lot of scripture so you have to follow me Pilate then went back into the palace summoned Jesus and asked him are you the king of the Jews? Jesus is that your own idea? Jesus asked or did others talk to you about me? probably somebody whispered to you that I'm the king of the Jews. It's their opinion. Am I a Jew? Pilate replied. I'm not a Jew, so you can't expect me to know. I don't relate with Jewish people, so I can't have that information. But it's your people and your chief priests who handed you over to me. What is it that you have done? Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. If it were, my servants will fight to prevent my arrest by the Jews. But now my kingdom is from another place. Verse 37. You are a king then, said Pilate. Because there is a way kings talk. Jesus answered, you're right in saying that I'm a king. In fact, for this reason I was born. And for this reason I came into the world to testify of what? The truth. Somebody said the truth. Let me hear one more time. Say the truth. Now, everyone on the side of the truth does what? Listens to me. Everyone on the side of the truth listens to me. I'll start by saying that the power of identity is the citadel of responsibility, relevance, and dominion. The power of identity is the citadel of relevance, responsibility, and dominion human existence is well valued when identity is rightly placed you know, follow me closely this morning once identity is rightly placed you are well valued have we not seen instances where people walk into a place and because of their surname they get a, a, a preferential treatment I'll give you an example and I'm sure some of us are victims of it. Any here? You time you hear somebody tells you, "My name is so so so." Oya kilome. What's the first thing that comes to your mind? Are you the son or daughter of Pastor Chris? That's to tell you that some surname don't have value. Are we together this morning? Somebody works in to your office or to your space and tells your, tell you my name is Tunji Obasanjo the first thing that comes to your mind is your grandfather OBJ in fact it, it takes an understanding from that person's response to you for you to even believe that it's not true because some surname already carries so much value that anybody who bears that name people just by default respect them so it's a good place to tell somebody here that just in case your surname has never put food on your table, you have so much work to do. So much work. Because that name that people are giving value to, somebody worked for it. So you have a lot of work to do. So you can do so much right now, even from your very young age, from your, from your prime age, you can do so much that by the time your children come forth or your grandchildren come forth they are feeding on that name. Till date, every Christian says the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and yet we never met them. So human existence is well-valued when identity is rightly placed. Identity derived from feelings will always attract the warmth of life. Anytime your identity is from the place of feelings. That's why uh, when I was uh, in Christ's memory, uh, I, I, I hear the man of God, Pastor Chris, say, you, you, there's nothing like I'm feeling the Holy Spirit. You must know it. It's nothing like, oh, I feel, I feel it. No, that's nothing like that. It's a consciousness you must have. So anytime you are, you are deriving or you are, you are taking pleasure in, in getting your identity from the place of feelings, I feel like I'm a man of God. Ah, you are attracting the warmth of life. I feel like God is with me. You, it's, it's, you can't feel it. You must know it. Feelings are temporal. You hear me this morning? Feelings are what? They are temporal. I, 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 I can help you a little bit. Just in case you are here in Nigeria and the only time you feel the Holy Spirit is when you start having bombs. Every part of your fingers are shivering. That means you'll be encountering the Holy Spirit every single day when you get to Canada. Because it's cold every time. So you start speaking things you should not say. Say, once, once my hands is cold, that's the Holy Spirit. May you not mistake the Holy Spirit for typhoid fever. Because that's one of the symptoms of typhoid fever. You start feeling cold. Feelings are temporal. But understanding, they are permanent templates. Understanding is what? Permanent templates. As a matter of fact, the right presentation must have passed through the school of understanding. For you to present anything, me standing before you here to come and teach you God's word in Word and Impact Conference, I must have a good understanding of what I'm coming to talk about. So understanding is actually the key to functionality and productivity. If you don't understand a thing, you can't function well in it. If you don't understand a thing, you cannot be productive. So maybe that's the reason why things are not working. I never forget one sermon of Pastor Chris I listened to. He said how to pray. What a very challenging sermon! Some of you might need to go listen to it on YouTube. How to pray. In fact, it was in that teaching that I realized that the way you end your prayer is what really matters a whole lot. Maybe the Lord will permit me to come teach about this another time. The best time to even teach this is probably on a Bible study. There is, there is nothing like uh, this. Will, this will, you need to have grown to understand this because some people will still argue this. Uh, some of you pray and you'll say stuff like, in Jesus' name we we'll pray. How many of you? How many of you? How many of you say that? How many of you say that? Let me see your answer. In Jesus' name we we'll pray. Biblically, scripturally, spiritually, it's wrong. Pastor, so how do I end my prayer? In the name of Jesus. That's how to end your prayer. Go and check every of my posts, every of my captions, any time I leave you to pray. I will always end it with, in the name of Jesus. Because it's two different statements. In Jesus' name, and in the name of Jesus. It's two different things. Time will not permit me to explain that, but um, go and listen to that sermon by Pastor Chris. How to pray. So understanding is actually the key to functionality productivity. First Corinthians 2 verse 12. First Corinthians 2 verse 12. First Corinthians 2 verse 12. It says, We have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we may do what? That we may do what? Let me hear you say, loud. that we may do what? That we may understand what God has freely given to us. So there's a tendency of you having the spirit and still not understanding what God has freely given to you. Now, I love the way NIV... NIV is one of my favorite translations. It says he used the word freely. So it's not something you have to labor for. It's not something you have to cry about. It's not something you have to toy for. If something is freely given to you, then it's coming to meet you even at your own space. That's why you don't need to climb up the mountain to hear from God. You can hear him at every simple space of your life that you occupy. He says, so we have not received the spirit of the world. But the spirit we is from God. That we may understand. The first thing that spirit helps you to do is that the Bible, even Jesus talked about it. Jesus said, I'm going to send you the spirit of truth. He's going to teach you the things that he knows. So, the things that he knows is based on your level. Are we together this morning? The things that you know is based on your level. I personally know that even the Holy Spirit cannot come today and start teaching me or tutoring me. Well, he could if he decides to do so. I don't have a choice. But sincerely, he can't come and start tutoring me about the book of Revelations. Why? Because I'm not yet ready to get into that dimension. I'm telling you the honest truth. Somebody said, what's this pastor saying? Uh, Pastor, we really want to know about revelations. uh, Me, I'm not ready. I can get you a pastor to come and teach you about that. I'm not ready. Because there there is a level, there is a dimension you get to in the spiritual realm. If you are not careful, you will start moving around like a deity. If you are not being careful. So the first thing, Jesus said it. He said the spirit of truth will come and teach you the things that he knows. So if, the, if you see that the Holy Spirit is still talking to you about love, it's because there's something about your spirit that is still carrying hatred. Anytime you see the Holy Spirit teaching you about peace, calmness, is because you are battling with the spirit of anger. Listen, anytime he's instructing you, he's giving you instructions on levels at which you are operating on that might not be right or that you need a proper upbringing. So he said, the first thing he's coming to do is that this spirit is coming to make you understand. Are you together with me this morning? He's coming to make you what? Understand. Some some of you have been with your mothers. Uh, Sometimes you're you're doing some things with your mothers and uh, they taught you a particular way of doing it. And, uh, okay, this would be a very good example. This would be a very good example. Uh, there, was a very, there was a time when I was uh, very young, uh, very young, I think maybe like 12 or 13. And uh, I think that there was a debate in school, and there was no light. There was no light. So there was no way I could use the electric iron. So the next thing I saw was my mom placed the iron on top of a stove. I don't know if you have seen people do that before, to get it. And she, she pressed the cloth, and it came out even much more better than what an iron could have done. Now, it's only somebody that has passed through and understands what poverty looks like that can come up with such an ideology. Have you seen babas, or have you seen technicians that have little fuel, just very little fuel, inside the generator, and there's a way they'll bend it, and that generator will last for hours. How many of you have seen it? That is testament of poverty. Testament. You've passed through it, so you understand it. It's your field. Are we together? I've tried this thing several times, but it has never worked. Some guys here will understand what I'm talking about. It works much more with manual. You know you are lacking fuel in the car, so you put the car on free. And it starts going. Everybody around you thinks you have fuel. What you are managing. So the first thing it does to you is to make you understand if you don't understand a thing, you don't know every template and tricks around it. So it helps you understand what the Spirit of God has freely given to you. Ephesians 4 verse 17, and we're grading from 17 to 24. Ephesians 4, Ephesians 4 verse 17 to 24. By the way, I'm teaching on what I've titled Full of Light. Somebody say full of light. Let me hear you loud and clear. Say full of light. He says, so I tell you this and insist on it in the law that you must no longer live as Gentiles, as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. In the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of what? Ignorance. That is in them due to the adding of their hearts. They've lost all sensitivity. No, take me back, take me back, take me back to 18, take me back to 18. They are darkened in their understanding. Because understanding is supposed to lighten you up, understanding is supposed to make you understand, it's supposed to give you a clearer picture of something. It says they are darkened and they are separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them and I know that somebody at the sound of my voice you, you probably fall into their shoes it's not that the word of God is not made available to you but you're just ignorant of it that's why the only time you come into His presence is when you're in trouble because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their heart have you found somebody that tells you that there is nothing new you want to tell them in the scripture because they felt like they've read the Bible front to back, like three four times. I'm never a pastor to come and boast to you about that. Because there's a way life will humble you. And you realize that that part of the Scripture that you think you know, you need to go back to read it again. Verse 19. Having lost all sensitivity, they, gave, they have given themselves over to the sensuality. That's why I told you I said feelings are temporal. So they've given themselves to they, they've given, let, let, me, let me explain it. They've given themselves to the ideology of once you see the crowd, there must be an impartation. That when there is no crowd, it's devotion or Bible study. Have you met men of God like that? So I, I, I came prepared to preach but he got carried away by the crowd and started doing all sorts of things. So that's why the person that you lay hands on and falls down 37 times still goes downstairs to the church asking for transport fare. And the person still comes back with the same thing over and over again. They've given themselves to that. I've even told some of you how some of those ministers work. You come into a garden that's filled with a lot of women, a lot of women, massive crowd of women. Trust me, there's a witch. It's the truth. There must be coming into a garden that is filled with youth, somebody must be battling with lust. It's just, it's just, it's just by default. Just default. I told you the case of somebody who went to my grandmother's church and saw a bunch of old men and old women and said the Spirit of the Lord said none of you will die. The hate was very low because they were ready to die. Honest truth. Somebody who is 98, you, are saying, you will not die young. 98, you will not die young. They lost all sensitivity. They've given themselves over to the sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity. So they keep doing it and getting away with it. And people think it's right. Say, wow, what a great and powerful man of God. Didn't you see the way he waved his hand? and people? Let me, let, 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 me, let me shock some of you with this statement. Some of you might not like what I'm about to say, but it's just the honest truth. Let me tell you Some, some people come rehearsed for certain church events based on the person that is ministering. I'm, I'm, def- I'm honest with you. Definitely honest with you. If I tell you today in this church that I'm bringing someone like Pastor Chris in this way, some people are prepared to fall, whether nothing happens or not. They are just prepared. So they keep indulging in all this kind of impurity with a continual lust for more. So they are looking for more crowd. The more the crowd, the more they, the, the, the display of impurity. So you think it's of God, but it's really not of God you however did not come to know Christ that way it is not by impartation that you know Christ it's by revelation are you with me this morning you never know Christ by impartation you know Christ by what revelation that's what keeps you in the faith That's why you come to a church. The man of God lays hands on you. You saw an angel minister to you and gave you water. The next Sunday you come, you fell again. The angel gave you leucosate boost. You come next Sunday again. The angel gave you a smoothie while you fell. The next time he comes and the angel is bringing a goat, you walk out. You walk out. Why would you walk out? Because a part of you feels that the man is done. That the anointing is finished. Surely you heard of him. And you were taught in him in accordance with the truth That is in Jesus. In accordance to the truth that is in Jesus. Next verse. Next verse. You were taught with regard to your former way of life. To put off your old self. Which is being corrupted by deceitful desires. Verse 23. Verse 23. To be made new in the attitude of your minds. The last verse. Last verse. And to put on the new self. Created to be like God in true righteousness and what and holiness knowing the truth is never enough understanding the truth is the key to dominion being a christian is never enough understanding your identity in christ jesus is the pathway to your freedom our best is your identity derived identity is derived from the place of understanding so that tells you that identity derived from the place of understanding will always attract the works of life I told you, Hella, that anytime your identity is derived from feelings, you attract the warmth of life. But anytime your identity is derived from understanding, you attract what? The warmth of life. Identity derived from the place of understanding births the relevance of new creation. It births you the relevance, the truth, the reality of new creation. So who is a new creation? 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 We'll take it from verse 16 to 17 It's what an impact conference There's a lot of scriptures And a lot of understanding 2 Corinthians 5, 16 to 17 Let's see what it says It says from now on we regard no one From a worldly point of view Though we, were once, regard, we once regarded Christ in this way We do so no longer Verse 17 Therefore If anyone is in Christ Not outside Christ Not beside Christ Not on top of Christ Not below Christ In what? Let's say it loud and clear In what? In Christ He is a new creation Not creature. Are we together this morning? That's why the day you give your life to Christ You don't move from thin to fat And you don't move from fat to thin And your skin color does not change Salvation does not cause you to bleach. Salvation does not change your skin color. So, since the day I gave my life to Christ, my hair started getting bigger. Okay? Go and go for a checkup. It's not salvation, it does not do that. So, oh my sister, you look so beautiful ever since you, your, you gave your life to Christ. Your beauty started. She's had that beauty. You are blind. She's had it. Salvation does not do any of that. Salvation does not change you from being a male to a female. If he does that, a whole bunch of us will just be changing. So today I come, I look female. Tomorrow I come, I look male. How many of you have done a rededication of your life? Some of, some people do it every morning. That's their money devotion. Father, Lord, in the name of Jesus, every sin I've committed. Father, Lord, forgive me. I rededicate myself to Christ in the name of Jesus. Now I'm uh, now a son of God. All things are passed away. All things. They do it every day. I asked the brother, I said, why do you pray the salvation prayer every day? He said, I don't know when the trumpets are sound. Some of you are in that shoes. In fact, the best time for so people do salvation prayers when they are going on a road trip. Because something just tells them that what if this bus does not get to the destination? So, if anyone is in Christ, let's say it loud and clear say, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The hold has gone, and the new has come. Tell your neighbor, say, the new has come. Say it one more time, say, the new has come. A new creation will be one who never existed but clearly created with the nature of God in his spirit. So what am I trying to say? That a new creation is one who has the possession of the divine nature of God in his spirit. I need to establish a few facts here because I said it's what an impact conference so it's where I really get to teach. I need to give you a few facts about who a man is. Because if we're talking about new creation, it's not extended to animals, but fully extended to man. How best do you describe a man? A man is first a spirit. Somebody say spirit. Let me hear you one more time. Say spirit. A man is first a spirit. He has a soul that lives in the body. So, for your first identity, starts from here spirit comes down to your soul and down to your body. But that's the mistake most people make because they think that the moment they give their life to Christ, the first thing that should change about them is their body. That's wrong. That's wrong. That's why you are uh, acknowledging several altar calls and you still don't understand who you are in Christ Jesus. You are first a spirit. You have a soul. And you live in a body. If there is anything that gets saved about a man, it's not his soul. It's not his body. It's what? His spirit. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Let's see that. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Verse 23 to 24. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Verse 23 to 24. It says, may God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you true and true. May your whole spirit. You see that? Can we see that together? What did he start with first? Spirit. What next? What next? Be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 24. The one who calls you faithful, honey will do it. What gets saved is the spirit of a man. It is the spirit that receives the nature of God. That nature is what we we'll call zoe. Somebody says zoe. Zoe is the life of God. That's what your spirit received. That's why he said to them at the garden of Eden, he said, if you eat of this fruit, you will die. And the first thing that comes to the consciousness of man is that, oh, that is talking about physical death. No, he's talking about spiritual death. So whether they ate the fruit or they did not eat the fruit, Adam and Eve were still going to die at a particular age. Physical death. Physical death. They were still going to die at a particular age. So uh, uh, the reason why there is death all over is because of what Adam and Eve did. No, no. Don't forget that Adam and Eve themselves they lived close to close to uh, eight hundred or nine hundred years. But it got to a point. God said man must not continue to live this long. Even God himself was one that said it. He said man must not continue to live this long because he saw the suffering. Because what most people don't understand is that <laughs> I heard this thing from my uncle. My uncle said, The way you came, the way you came out is the same way you go back. I will explain it. How many of you have seen old women or old men die in their hundreds or 120? I don't know if you have seen any old person in their 90s, even starting from 80s. Coming from the form of a baby, getting to that particular age they die just like a baby. I have a grandmother who is at home. Her hands are already getting smaller. You're almost feeling the bone. The face is already closing up. The body is already shrinking. That's the right word. So, imagine my grandmother at 87, already shrinking. If she now gets to 800, what happens? No, picture it. That was why God said, said, let's put a cap on it. What's the cap? 120. Can I shock you with this? There are people alive today that are above 120. Somebody's hearing this for the first time. You think I'm joking? Go to Kenya. Go to Sudan. Go to strange eastern countries in Africa. There are people who are 140 something that's still alive. In fact, that's even too far. Go to Benway. Inside those interior villages. You'll find somebody with 140. No jokes. No jokes. 140. I was telling some folks, I think last week or thereabout, there was one of the oldest servant, uh, the oldest servant in the Allah for your palace. I think they said the man died almost uh a hundred huh? 120, yeah. He at 120. You need to see the man. You think he's in primary one. He's short. He has everything. His leg is small. Everything. He came by small. And I'm sure the man was not like that before. Somebody say, man. So your spirit receives the nature of God. Now, pastor, what about the soul? The soul is the bedrock for your wheels your emotions, your mindset. So the first thing for us is that your spirit is saved. Your soul does not get saved. What happens to your soul? Your soul gets renewed. Your soul gets what? Gets renewed. That's why I talked about. I said do not conform to the patterns of this world. Let's say that together. Let's say that together in Romans 12 verse 2. Romans 12 verse 2. I want to show you because that's one of the things we do at World and Impact Conference. Show you. So you see it. it says, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world. You know, what, you know what this means? This means that even after you are saved, you could still be conforming to the pattern of the world. Are we together this morning? You could be saved and still conform to the pattern of the world. So that's why it says, do not conform any longer to the pattern of the world, but be transformed by what? The renewing of your mind. That you may be able to test and approve what God's will is, is good, pleasing, and perfect will for you. It's the renewing of your mind that brings about that consciousness of what your spirit now occupies. That's why you've been saved only God knows how long. You still remember some worldly songs. Do I have a witness? Do I have a witness? till Jesus come, there is a song that will never leave anybody that experienced um, that dimension of Makusa in Nigeria. If you were not born when Makusa was reigning, you need to go and give your life to Christ. <laughs> That's, when I knew the meaning of that song, I said how did this song Get to. Do you know it was so bad that even Christians were composing songs with the beat? Even the dance steps. Only to find out when I did my that the dance step was an idolatry kind of cultural dance. You know how you do your leg? You not do your hand like this. Your 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 two uh, cheek will swipe inside. And you gave your life to Christ. You are saved. Tongue-speaking believer. But you cannot just hear that beat. Bang, 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 You will start. It's a consciousness. It just eats you. So he says, do not conform. Let's put back the scripture. Let's put back the scripture. Because I need to explain. Some people don't know that. Can we put back the scripture, please? Sec- uh, the scripture we're reading. Romans. He says, do not conform any longer to the pattern of the world. Why is he advising you not to conform any longer to the pattern of the world? So that your soul can be renewed. So that your soul can be what? Can be renewed. Let me help somebody with this so that you understand. And uh, this happens to, uh, I'm pretty sure an Android phone has uh, has the same concept too. But I'm speaking from the place of somebody that uses an iPhone, an Apple product. An Apple product gives you the receipts of all your subscription ever since you've been using a particular app. Uh, for example, uh, okay, let me even use the banking sector. Anytime you go to the bank and you ask for the statement of your account, it shows you how money has been going in and coming out of your account. Is that what your statement does? Are we together? Yeah, that's what it does. Now, no matter the history of that, your statement. The most important thing is what? The account balance. Your statement can say anything. Your statement can say 20 million came out of this account, came back, went this way, went that way, went this way. Your target is what? My balance. So what the renewal of the mind does is that it does not eradicate the things that the mind already knows. But it brings you to a better picture and a better understanding so that's why no matter what your statement says there are two things your account balance can do to you it can either make you cry or make you smile because all the transactions that has gone cannot be what Cannot cannot be changed it was you it was you that took the girl out and spent 40k you cannot go back and collect your 40k but the only thing that gives you joy after she has broken up with you is, ha, ah, thank God, at least I still have 800,000 in my account. Good. But you check your balance and you are saying, minus 42, ha. Ah. That's why it says, do not conform any longer. So, what it's going to do is that, I'm not, I'm not going to eradicate all those things, but I'm going to bring your mind to a place of peace. That's what I've, I've said to several people several times. I said one of the biggest blessings after the Holy Spirit is peace of mind. Are you listening to me this morning? Is what? Peace of mind. Are you getting something this morning? Now, the body of a man, by default, man cannot live on planet Earth without a body. Till today, I'm still doing a lot of research, and I'm sure some of you are doing such research too as well. Where some people said they saw a ghost. I saw my grandfather. Or I saw my uncle. Or I saw my auntie. Someone that's been dead 20 something years ago. I like how the Nollywood people played. I was still talking to some folks, I think two days ago. I said, Why is ghost walking barefooted? Even ghosts cannot do correct makeup. The powder is just for a ghost to fully function on earth it needs a body are we together? it needs a body even the Holy Spirit for the Holy Spirit to function because some people have this ideology of equating the Holy Spirit to a ghost for the Holy Spirit to fully function it needs what? the life of a man So, uh, oh, oh, oh! oh, I I see the Holy Spirit there. He's standing by the AC. It's not that's not the Holy Spirit. It's your feeling. It's your feeling. Someone say understanding. Say understanding. You can't operate on this physical heart without a body. The uniform for earthly activities is the body. But the uniform for earthly relevance is the spirit. I say that one more time. The uniform for earthly activities. Oh, I want to go to the gym. Oh, I want to do number two. Oh, I want to go and cook. Oh, I want to run. I want to drive. You need what for that? The body. But you want to be relevant. You want to make impact. You want to dominate. You want to show that truly you are a child of God. What do you need? spirit. The spirit. spirit. When I was growing up as a child, when I was growing up as a child, there was something the Holy Spirit worked on me, and I know there's somebody here still in those shoes. And trust me, don't blame yourself for being in those shoes. It's our culture. It's our culture that messed us up. Two things. A part of me feels that if you're a pastor and you can speak good English, truly you're a pastor. But once you ask, your English is... I'm going to feel what I'm saying. Say. And, uh, 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 and Jesus is it with the disciple? Can you hear me, Something tells you that this man is not a true man of God. I used to be in that school of thought that once your English is bad, you are not a man of God. I used to be in that shoes, but now I have a better understanding that the man does not man is not being relevant by his body. He's relevant by what? by spirit. That's why when a madman is trying to talk to you, you think it's not God that is talking. Told you before in this house, God can use an animal to speak to you. Do you hear what I just said? God can use an animal to speak to you. Growing up as a child, if you have ever done this, just go and ask God for mercy. I have disregarded several of God's instruction to me by evaluating the person who is speaking to me by evaluating them, looking at the person from top to bottom and saying, ah, no, God, if God even wants to talk to me, he can't use someone like this. There used to be a great man of God in this city that the man blows grammar. When I say blow grammar, he blows grammar. Any time he's preaching, I'm always laughing. I used to watch him on the TV. I'm sure they still show his ministry on the TV. I just used to laugh. At some point, I had to resonate within my heart and say, can this man just be speaking Yoruba? Because his English is not in any way going further. It's not going further. A good example is one great man of God that died just, uh, I think, a year or two ago. Nigerians had a lot of issues with him. Why? His English was zigzag. He's not a true man of God. Why is he speaking English like that? Why is he saying English like this? Get this understanding right. What God needs for your relevance is what? Somebody say your spirit. Somebody says spirit. That's what he needs. That's what he needs. 1 Corinthians nine verse twenty-seven. First Corinthians nine twenty-seven. I want to show you something. It says, "Now I beat my body." This Paul talking. This Paul talking. He says, "Now I beat my body and make it my slave." So, by default, you can make your body a slave to your spirit. Are you listening to me this morning? So that I, after I have preached to others, I myself might not be disqualified. For what? From the price. So, your body is not the master. What's the master? Your spirit. Your body is supposed to be slave to your spirit. Your body does not determine the government of the spirit. The spirit is supposed to rule over the body. That's a part of the scripture that says your body must be, you, you, you have to subject your body to be under the spirit at all times. And this is where the devil messes with the whole bunch of us believers. This is where it messes with us. Anytime the accuser of the brethren is standing before your Messiah, is standing before your God to get you um, uh, acquainted for something, he is not speaking of the things you did by the Spirit. He's speaking of the things you did with your body. That's why the scripture says, present your body as a what? As a living sacrifice. If he said as a dead sacrifice, that means the moment you give your life to Christ, you're supposed to be a dead man. You're supposed to die physically. Are you listening this morning? So that's what the devil does all the time. I came from, uh, from, the, from the... I'll call it theology school. Or I came from a ministerial school of Pastor Chris. Listening to him for, for many years now. I was under his ministry for a good three solid years. Learned a whole lot. And this is a, this is a teaching for another day. He said, we Christians are actually... I'll put it this way. He said, we Christians are actually the ones that are making the reality of new creation very difficult for ourselves. Very difficult for ourselves. And I'll tell you the reason why. Because what the church calls sin is not what the Holy Spirit calls sin. Are you with me this morning? Are you with me this morning? I'm teaching. I'm teaching. I'm teaching scripture. What the Holy Spirit calls sin is different from what the church calls sin. Now, what the church calls sin Is also not different from what you yourself call sin. Let me tell you something. You are driving out of your house and you saw an old man that you didn't know and you ignored him and you drove off. Now, somebody, the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit tells you, "Ah, Why didn't you greet that man? You're like, Well, Holy Spirit, I don't know him. So you rubbish the man and you just left. Not that you insulted the man, you didn't do anything to the man, you just drove off, you ignored the man. I used to do it, some of you used to do it. The person is not a family member. You just ignore. Now, somebody else goes to steal from company money. If I ask somebody here, who has committed a sin? Can I get a response? Who has committed a sin? You that ignored the old man and should have treated him fairly. And somebody else that went to steal company money. Who has committed a sin? Huh? No, I need somebody who is sure of himself. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Say it loud cat. The one that stole company money. Who, who, the two of them. The one that should I call for a second service so you can know the answer? Praise God. Amongst the two of them, the person that actually committed sin. Is the one that the Holy Spirit tells that you have done something wrong. Take it from me. Scripture. 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 To you, you think the person that stole company money has committed a sin. He has done wrong to the organization. He has done wrong to the organization. But to the Spirit that lives on the inside of him, he has not yet, is not yet been acquainted for what he has done wrong. But the one that ignored and hugged man and the Holy Spirit told him, why did you ignore that man and did not greet him? Go back and greet him and the Holy Spirit, I don't know him. And you moved on. You are the one that has actually committed the sin. Because what's the definition of sin? Doing something against the will of the Holy Spirit. That's the definition of sin. But you see how the church has changed a whole lot of things. Why? Because the first thing that the church paints to you is the Ten Commandments. I know somebody t- today that tells you that once you can fully obey the Ten Commandments, he will make it to heaven. You are wrong. You can disregard the Ten Commandments, but if you have eternal life, you'll make it to heaven. You can disregard it. Because the Ten Commandments was not even given to Nigerians. It was given to Israelis. I'm sure Nigeria cannot get Ten Commandments. I'm sure we'll be dealing with 80,000 commandments because, because there is so much going on in the land. There's so much. There's so much. If we, if we ourselves cannot obey Constitution and Supreme Court, you don't want to give us commandment. You know what I'm talking about. When a governor looks at you and says, Supreme Court cannot dictate what will happen in my state, I am the constitutional authority. Ah, That's it. See, every state with a commandment Amen. So that's the irony of it. That's the irony of it. And that thing has crippled so many of us in church. In fact, it affects some of us, the reality of our identity in Christ Jesus. It affects it. Maybe only a few. Maybe only a few. I was talking with someone one time, and the person said to me, he said, I don't know if this thing happens to you, but it really does happen to me. He's one of my common-on brother. He said, why is it any time I'm down with my spirit, that's when God uses me to be a blessing to people more? And I said, what do you really mean? He said, when I say down with my spirit, it means like I've not read the scriptures, I've not studied, I've just been living life anyhow, but once I mount the pulpit, the spirit of the Lord uses me very, very powerful. And I, I, I was quick to say, it. I said, well, the gift of the Lord is without repentance. The gifting of the Lord is without repentance. Now, it's not a license to sin. That's why Paul was saying, Can we, should we continue to sin and express grace to our God? Let me explain what Paul was trying to say in literal terms because some of you have still read it and still don't understand. What Paul is saying is that you cannot continue to steal company money and expect that company to stand. So there will be a time that you will take the last money in the company account and the company will look at you and say, are finished. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? But there's a way you can still be taking from the company money and the company is still what? It's 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 still prospering. How do I explain it? You are stealing from glue every month, every week and people are still subscribing, people are still buying the church car. That means as you are stealing, it's coming back. As you are stealing, it's coming back. As you are stealing, it's coming back. So that's what Paul was trying to say. That there's a level you will go on with your life with this sin that even grace will look at you and say enough you don't do I said this to somebody and it's just the truth when a great man of God is falling several times when God sees that the next fall can affect the church you know what God does He takes out that man That's why you see some men of God just die at some certain age. It's because he's about to do something that will mess up the church entirely. The same way God will leave the 99 to look for one, is the same way God will remove the one because of the 99. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? How many of you deal with pets and you see that this particular pet will infect every other pet? What do you do? You separate an understanding that some of you might need to have. Say, ah, pastor, why, 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 why do you stop coming to church? Uh, pastor, uh, uh, I've gone wrong. I've sinned. My heart is disturbed. My heart is troubled. What did you do? Ah, pastor, I lied. Pastor, I did. I... You know, it reminds me of when they were coming up with rules and regulations for the church and somebody said, avoid, uh, what's that word? Avoid deliberate sin. And I gave you an analogy. You carried me to a beer parlor club to go and mess up. It wasn't deliberate. You took me there. Are you following me this morning? If somebody comes to church today and says, Pastor, I want to get married to a prostitute. What's the first thing that comes to your mind? That's a "Sin." But don't forget, the same Spirit of God. Instructed a prophet, not a man. A prophet to get married to a prostitute. So I want to help you understand this morning. Sin is not what you define it as. Sin is what the Holy Spirit tells you that you have done wrong. If the Holy Spirit reminds you of morning devotion and you still don't do it, what have you done? Committed a sin. So don't wait and say, I stole. It's a sin. Oh, I slept to someone. It's a sin. If he convicts you of it, that's what is called a sin. So that's why the Spirit of the Lord was so quick to tell us in the Scriptures that as believers be careful of how you judge another man. Because you that you are trying to remove something in someone else's eyes. You don't know how much your eyes has been blocked off. That's why it says let either that has ears take it. Let's see what? Let's say fall. So you think that ah I did it right. Um, I did. I know how long the church was always crucifying Pastor Chris who each time the man says I'm the man of the spirit. Until we found it in the scriptures. You are forced a man of the spirit before you have a soul and live in a body. But if you say, I'm a man of the spirit, everybody looks at you and says, "Ah, uh That's a fallacy. That's a wrong statement. That, you, you don't say that. You don't say you're a spirit. There's only one spirit. No. Are you getting something this morning? So your body is supposed to be the slave to the spirit. The slave does not determine the government of the master. Have you seen a slave determining what the master should do? No. The body must be subject to the spirit at all times. Now, let me give you a few facts about the new creation. Number one, a new creation is born of God. A new creation is what? Is born of God. Somebody say, born of God. Let's see John chapter 1. John chapter 1, verse 12 to 13. John chapter 1, verse 12 to 13. It says, yet to all. Yet to all who have received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become what? Let me hear you loud and clear. THN Church, he gave the right to become what? Children of God. Next verse, 13. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of what? So number one fact about the new creation is that what is born of God. number two, is born into the family of God. After which you are born of God, you are born into the family of God. How do I know this? Colossians 1 verse 13 to 14. Colossians 1 verse 13 to 14. Colossians 1, it says, "For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son that he worked that he loves." Verse 14, in whom we have redemption. The forgiveness of what? Did you see what is behind that sin? What did you see there? You all can see the screen. What did you see behind that S and You see an S, right? It's a teaching for another day. Forgiveness of what? Sins. See, it. Sins. Say it. Say it to create a consciousness. So you want to commit suicide because of one terrible thing that you did. The Holy Spirit is ready to forgive you of what? I won't tell you some of these things in church. Say, ah, you have done wrong. The heavens are closed over your head. Tell the pastor what? Forgiveness of what? You're born into the family of God. Number three. Another fact about a new creation. He is saved by grace. Ephesians 2 verse 8 to 10. Ephesians 2 verse 8 to 10. Ephesians 2 verse 8 to 10. For it is by grace you have been saved. True faith. And this not from yourself. It is the what? It is the word. Let's say loud and clear, it is what? The gift of God. Verse 9. Not by works, so that no one can boast. So Ten Commandments does not get you saved. Verse 10. We are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to good, good works, which God prepared in advance for us to what? To do. Number four. A new creation has dominion in life. Romans 6 verse 14. Romans 6 verse 14. Romans 6 verse 14. Let's see that. It says, For sin shall no longer be your master. The earlier scripture we read. What did he say? Forgiveness of what? Of what? Stretch it. Stretch it. Be bold. Forgiveness of what? Sins. Now, what is he saying here? Did he say sins? Yeah. He said what? shall no longer be your master. Because you are not under law. But you are under what? Grace. Somebody say, I'm not under law. Say, I'm under grace. I'm not under law. I'm under grace. You have dominion. You have dominion. You have dominion. So there's nothing that you can even do that the Holy Spirit... uh, convince you of that he cannot forgive you. And the essence of this forgiveness is that so that you can operate in the full capacity of who he has designed you to be. That's why I read the other scripture. It says, "For well, the, the reason why you are saved by grace is because God has prepared a work in advance for you to do. So you did something terrible and you now decide to take your life. Have you forgotten that there is a work in advance for you to do? There is a job in advance for you to do. A good example is one of our fathers of faith. The very popular pastor Paul used to be a drug addict. So imagine he took his life at that point of being a drug addict because of how terrible he might have felt. Now this is somebody that was born into a Christian home to not that he did not know anything about Christ. He knew Christ but he just deviated into that world. Now, he did all sorts of terrible things that he does not even want to tell the public. But the only one he can still tell us is about the drugs. Of course, you don't need to tell me that somebody who does drugs does not sleep around. Amen? Are we together? Uh-huh. It's like going to meet an number of and say you want him to be a assassin. It's the same job. Are we together? It's the same job. An number cannot say, no, I don't kill for living. Okay? The fact that you stole and somebody is crying and somebody dies in the prison you will be a very good ayah, as I say very good so he does not need to tell me all the terrible things he did at the same time dealing with drugs but look at the work that God is using him to do now do you know how many souls have been saved through experience do you know how many lives has has, has been recalibrated do you know how many destinies that has found good fitting one of them is the one that came here to minister to us the last time, minister Anosaria. She has found a better identity of who she is in Christ Jesus. Via the ministry of somebody who was once a drug addict. So you are a guy here, you are a lady here, and you are still judging yourself for what God can use you to do. When God is saying in His Word, you are no longer under law, but you are under what? Christ. Same person who said to you, he says sin is no longer what. Your master. Every time God will permit me to teach you one of the Bible studies, because sin in actual sense, sin in actual sense, sin in actual sense. Let me define it this way: sin in actual sense can be defined as uh, a wrong act from the place of spiritual responsibility. So I'll put it this way: that sin is 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 going against your spiritual responsibility. Are you with me this morning? Sin is going against what? Against your spiritual responsibility. A man has a spirit, has a soul, and lives in a body. So what carries that act is what? It's the body. That's why Paul said, he said, I will always beat the body to ensure that it's a slave. So anytime you see your body going against the spirit, what is your responsibility? Beat the body back. There's this saying we say in Yoruba land, they say, no mommy could they no Have you heard that statement before? Yeah. You can't beat a child like the owner. I've gone, I went through school. There yeah, several times my teacher will beat me, and my mom is there. My mom is like, No, it's the you are beating like this. You know, my mom had this understanding that I'm a devil. I <laughs> know, ah, you, are, you are beating. The only thing that enters me well is omorgo. Pankeria is a, is bean cake, it's nothing. I see my mate in school, they want to flog them and everything like this. <laughs> this is how I'll do like this for the teacher. When it, I say, if I used to say thank you. Say, thank you, sir. My mom saw the principal beating me, daddy. he said, is it tomorrow you are beating like that? Ah, you can't get the right result. So she looked at her and said, Ah! There is no more. Room. What can I use? Have you seen some anointed abara I was just hearing I did not know when the tears started falling even my principal admitted he said this is like the first time I would see this young man cry first time I felt it I got into the classroom I was still crying he said did that cane really pay you it was not the cane. it was the other so it, 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 it's it's not playing your spiritual responsibility so anytime you see your body going south bring it back to north are we together? Are we together? Can I be honest with you? Are there not times you don't feel like doing money devotion? Do I have a witness? Or maybe I'm the only pastor that sometimes is on and off. Do I have a witness? Let me see. see where, even though I say forgiveness of sins, you're dealing with your pastor now. I'm not no Holy spirit. Are there not times you don't feel like praying? For my people that are here, there are not times your spouse is praying, and in your mind of mind, she has done something wrong to you. You are the amen you are saying is not genuine. You are saying amen like God punish her. God punish. Her. Because in your mind, you are saying God that prayer don't answer because she has not she has not begged me. She has not she has she has not done the right thing. So don't, don't, don't. I'm, I'm on that shirt. Sometimes when my wife pisses me off, I'm doing devotion in my mind. I'm like, God, this prayer, I don't answer. And he always me say, Why don't you want me to answer this? One? Because she has not begged me. She has not said sorry. That's what a man is looking for. Sorry. Some men are here like that too. I like that too. I grew up in a home where, by any time my grandmother was in my devotion anyone that looks like directed to a particular person, I'm reversing it because in my mind, how would this person do me wicked and God will answer the prayer? So you, you, you beat your body back. Beat your body back. Somebody might need to go home and start doing that. See, I refuse to pray in the morning. I will not feel bad. But where I am now, I'll pray. Are you, are you getting me right? There are instances whereby I have done wrong in my spirit towards somebody. Maybe a, a good example, I was supposed to greet somebody and I did not. I go back, beat the body back. The body is telling you, pass, you're bigger than that. You're bigger than that. Mm-hmm. I told, I, I, I told, I told, I told my, my personal assistant when we were talking, and I, I think somebody in the media too, who is a brother to me, I told them, I said, if only you guys can go and help me reach out to some of those who left church because they were not cool with the policies and the structures of the church or they felt like the church was going to scold them and attack them. I said, can you reach back to some of them? I would like to welcome them back as brothers and sisters. Can I be honest with you? Since the beginning of this year, I've been doing that. I've been calling some by default. Reaching out to them. Say, how are you doing? Say, ah, can't imagine. In fact, there was one I called recently. He said it's now in Lagos. He said, wow, Pete Holmes, you made my day. You called me. I said, yeah. Can I shock you? That same person that you think that God is against, you will enter heaven together. So what would you do? You will sneak at night like Nicodemus. Say, Jesus, how does that man enter the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus will look at you. How does that have a brain? <laughs> Aren't you my son like he is my son? say, Jesus, but some pastor's son hall his son. <laughs> Amen. I don't know why I'm stretching it. Go back and beat your body. Say, you offended me. I want him to come and apologize. You go and do the apology first. You can't do it first. But we are church. church people. And when somebody comes to me and says, Pastor, I'm now a new member of THN church, I say, oh, welcome, we love you, celebrate you Pastor, I just need to let you know, I left my former church I didn't like the way they pastor. I said, okay you will still go back to that former church and I apologize to that pastor tell him that you are not in THN but... because when people come into THN and they expect me to naturally hate the pastor that they walked out from I'll shock you one day, I'll invite that pastor here I'll invite him, I'll invite him to come and preach and I'll sit down, I'll take notes other hyping you guys used to do, I would do it. Preach, pastor! I will be doing it. You say, ah, but why is my pastor hyping my former pastor like this? He's a bad man. In fact, I'm coming to collect the mic to say thank you. I'll prostrate. i say thank you so much. You say, ah, pastor, you, pastor, what you did is wrong. Girl. My spirit did not go well. Why would you prostrate to that man? He's wicked. He's not a true man of God. Show me the thermometer that you used to measure the truthfulness of a man of God. Once you can show me that you have that thermometer, I'll respect you. Show me. Show me the thermometer. Say, I can tell you're a true man of God. I can tell you're a true man of God. This is the thermometer. I'll use it for all THM members. Anyone that passed the thermometer, stay. You don't pass, go. See, I'm not under law. See, I'm under grace. Number five. A new creation is a true citizen of Zion. Hebrews 12 verse 22. Hebrews 12 verse 22. Hebrews 12 verse 22. Is a true citizen of Zion. Now you have come to Mount Zion, to the Holy Jerusalem, the city of the what? The living God. You have come to thousands upon thousands of angels in what? In joyful assembly. Number six a new creation, he occupies a seat in the heavenly and is loaded with power. He occupies a seat in the heavenly and loaded with power. Ephesians 2 verse 6, very popular scripture. Ephesians 2 verse 6. Very popular scripture. Let's read it together. And God has done what? Let's read it all together. And God has raised him up with what? Christ. And seated us with him where? In the heavenly realms. In Christ Jesus. Jesus. Oh, you're seated. You're seated. You're raised up with Christ. As a new creation, you're raised up with Christ. And you're seated with him in the heavenly realms. In the heavenly realms. You're seated. Somebody say, I'm seated. Somebody say, I'm seated with Christ in the heavenly realms. In heavenly realms. This was what, this scripture, was what I used to answer the doubt. Because, let me, let me confess, as a man of God, there is nothing any man of God says to me, I'm still a man. I have to check it well with my spirit to have a witness. There is nothing a man of God says to me, I still have to check with my spirit because I'm, I'm entitled to my spirit. So when Pastor Adeboe said that he was having a meeting with Prophet Jeremiah, this was the scripture that gave me understanding. That, oh, it's true, God has raised him up with Christ and he is seated with him. Where? Where's Prophet Jeremiah? Where's Prophet Jeremiah? So if you have not started doing meeting with some of those prophets of the hold, probably you are not here. So we have a lot of work to do. A lot of work to do. Seated with us, with him. Seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. Number seven. A new creation is made complete in Christ Jesus. Somebody say, made complete. Made complete. Colossians 2, verse 9 to 10. Colossians 2, verse 9 to 10. Colossians 2, verse 9 to 10. It said, For in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in a body, bodily form. You see that? All the fullness, they live in a bodily form. Now, and you have been given fullness in what? In Christ who is the head over every power and authority you are made complete in him so that means you have power you are are, are seated, you are head over every power and authority as the scripture says the fullness of Christ is in you not the half not the quarter, not the cheap the fullness of Christ Jesus is in you somebody say I'm a fullness of Christ Jesus beat your chest with your right hand and say I'm a fullness of Christ Jesus. <laughs> Number eight, a new creation is the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Is the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Romans 5 verse 17. Romans 5 verse 17. I told you a lot of scriptures just to bring about that understanding for you. So that when you get home you can ponder on those scriptures and meditate and you see what the Lord is saying. It says, for if by the trespass of one man Death reigned through that one man. How much more with those who receive God's abundant provision of grace. So you see that grace comes in the form of abundance. God's abundant provision of grace and the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man. Jesus Christ. So righteousness itself, it's a gift. It's not by works. Say, I'm doing everything right to please God. You can't do everything right to please God. You just have to walk with him. Are we together? You just have to walk with him. There are days myself and my wife were walking, and I think my wife has just made me to realize that because I'm tall, I have long legs. Because a tall man does not feel that he's walking fast. I, I used I'm like, am I walking fast? Like this this not walking fast. This this walk. Am I not walking? Okay. But to watch, it's like your one step. It's like two or four of mine. So anytime we are walking I'm like you are dragging me, you are slowing me down just have to walk what does he mean by walk? He's holding you by the hand. So if he has to drag you he's dragging you if he has to run with you he's running with you. That's why the Bible talked about Enoch. He said he walked with God. Do you think he walked with God at the same pace of God? No. But there are evidences that he walked with God so stop trying to say, I want to do it right. Oh, once I please my pastor, once I come to church. You know, you know some people were shocked when I made the statement that coming to church is, doesn't make you a believer. It doesn't prove your identity with Christ Jesus. No. The church is just that breeding ground to bring about understanding of things that you should know. So there is a gift of righteousness. There's an abundant provision of grace. So stop judging yourself. Number nine, a new creation has the gift of eternal life. A new creation has the gift of what? Eternal life. John 3, 16. Very popular. In fact, if you don't know that scripture, I doubt if you're a Christian. Not a believer, a Christian. John 3, 16. Let's see what it says. Some don't know it, so let's show them. For God so what? Let's read it out loud. Let's read it out loud. Let's want to go. Uh-huh. No, they didn't say only begotten. Let's read it again. You, you I, I know. I know the school you went to. I know, I know. I, I know the translation you read. Revised Standard Version. I know. Let's read it. What you see on the screen. Read it. Uh huh. Uh huh. Shall not perish, but have eternal life. Whoever believes in him believes very powerful word not fake it not pretend not act like you must believe then what's the promise you shall not perish but you shall have what somebody say eternal life somebody say eternal life (laughs) lastly number 10 a new creation his whole body is full of light his whole body is full of what Let me hear you say full of light. Full of light. Matthew 6 verse 22 to 23. Matthew 6. Matthew 6 verse 22 to 23. It says the eye is the lamp of the body. Follow me closely. I'm about to drop a revelation now. It says the eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are good. If your eyes are good. Your whole body will be what? Full of light verse 23. But if your eyes are bad, your whole body will be full of what? Darkness. Then, if then the light within you is darkness, how great is that light? Your eye is the what? It's the lamp of the body. Your eye there means spiritual understanding and perspective. Perspective. And don't forget that perspective is your reality. The lamp there means the truth, the reflection, the image, the reality. And back to the scripture I read to you. Your whole body there does not mean head to toe. Do you have a witness? Your whole body. Let's pull by the scripture. Pull by the scripture. Put it 22, 22, 22. It says the high. Your high your understanding your perspective is the reality of your body the perspective you have the ideology you have the understanding you have about spiritual truth is the truth of your body if your eyes is good that means if your understanding is right if your understanding is focused on the truth then your whole body will be full of life the question is what is the whole body He's not talking about your head to your toe it's talking about your spirit Your soul and your what? Your body. So your spirit will be full of light. Your soul, which is your mind, will be full of light. And your body will be full of light. That's something my wife has been doing to work on me. And it's just the honest truth. I just have to admit it to you as a pastor. Listen, there are some kind of languages that comes out from you. It's a function of what you have loaded your mind with, not your spirit. Can I be honest with you? Some of those things are very, very dangerous. Because the scripture says your mouth, your words must be seasoned with what? Be grace. Have you seen friends that when they want to greet themselves, they say, I will far Why? Because their mind is loaded with weary. Is there. It's there. I used to get my friend. My best friend in the US. I call him weary. He calls me Aaron. Now I see what I'm stubborn. If I call him on the phone now, you hear say, Hi, Aaron our Alpha, i mean to say weary your whole body so it's not just your spirit that should be full of light your soul should be do, should be what full of light your body too should be full of light that's why you see where the scripture says even as a child of god you must treat your body well you cannot tell me because you are a christian you have been fasting you have been trusting god then you appear just anyhow say God is working on me then you just dress anyhow can I be honest with you I'm not talking down on any church and I'm not talking down on anybody that genuinely wants to serve God let me just say I've been to some churches before whereby I will intentionally turn off my spirit by just the appearance of the worship team and I'm sure some of you are victims of that the guy in the guy's mind is on the stage he's ministering powerfully but all you are seeing is the boneful you're like why is he struts like that why is his shoe like that? How come he's sweating like that? All his cloth is sweat. How come he didn't comb his hair? Ah, I'm seeing lakba, lakba. How are we together this morning? How does your spirit want to connect? How does he want to connect? I went to a place recently and I told my wife, I said, if I have my way, I will tell their coordinator, never you make this church your choir wear white again. Never choose another color. I saw white and I saw white. I'm telling you the truth. I saw white and I saw white. I, I said, you know when they say white has levels. I saw white. Now I don't know how you come out comfortably. See, I don't See, poverty is not that you don't have money, poverty is a mindset. It's a mindset. Forget that you don't have, I don't have money. is why I wore this white. No. It's your mindset. You stood in front of a mirror. And you saw your white. And the mirror is telling you, this is not white. You are telling me mirror, it's white. And you came out. Stood with the choir. Oh yeah, come and leave. You carried my key. So the spirit of the Lord is in this place. With your whites. Let's be honest with ourselves. If I don't say this thing to you now at this age and time of the church, some of you grow up with it. Because I realize that most of the people that fall into that bracket of treating their body with disregard, thinking that that's how God works with people. They are not young folks. They are older folks. Believe you me, that person cannot wear that white to a wedding ceremony. She can't wear that white to a birthday party. But you boldly white into the saying in the presence of God, there's fullness of joy with your white. Some will be leading praise and worship their shoe. I don't want to call Keno now. The shoe is opened. Some with some funny kind of saint. Okay, it's in the scripture. If your eyes is good, so I can tell that the mirror was right, but your eyes is not good. If your eyes is good, you see that what you what you wore in that place does not carry the presence of God. Does not. My spiritual father said one time he met Pastor Chris and shaked his hand. And he said he felt like Pastor Chris' hands was very soft, like a baby. Shake his hand. Remember the first time I walked into church, even at the previous venue, and when we come here, and somebody said, Pete Holmes, you carry a presence. Anytime you walk in, I can tell it's your saint. That that's your saint that is coming. That's how it should be. It's not just for a pastor. I said we want some don't want to sit beside you. They intentionally come late. Say, to what you I saw, I saw, I saw, I saw it, I, when I was in the US. A lady sent me, reached out to me on WhatsApp. When THM was on WhatsApp group? She read out to me. She said, Pete, then they don't call me Peter they call me apostle. Say, Apostle, please, you need to pray for me. I'm 39. I'm trusting God for the for, for marriage. No man is coming. Only married men. This this, that, that, that You know the first thing I did? I said, I can't see your picture on your WhatsApp. Send me. Your picture. She said, "Ah, I don't really take pictures, but let me snap one and send it to you. So she snapped one inside the kitchen and sent it to me. I was tempted to reply, You can never marry. I was tempted. I was tempted to reply, You can never marry. Okay, forget the picture on the kitchen. Send me your Facebook profile. Let me see what you look like. He said, Okay, yeah, my recent picture is one of, on, on Facebook. So I looked it up and I saw it their face oh god you know when there's a stadium on your face some, some ladies don't understand what I'm talking about i can't call it pimples i can't call it boil it was all over the face because when a man meets you the first thing is looking at if i want to they say kiss your bride where do i place my hands and you know when there are spots and pores on your face and it's not looking like pimples, it's looking like blood stain. The first thing I said to her, I had to tell the former CEO there, I said, can you reach out to this lady? She stays in Lagos. You know the first thing you do for me? Take her to a spa. Let them treat her first. I said, after they've treated her, they will know whatness Because this is not, it's not spiritual, it's physical. It's physical. It's physical. physical. I'm exposing some people's minds today. Full of light, your entire body, your spirit, loaded with light, God's word, your soul, your reasoning. Stop always reasoning like a failure. My wife still corrects me about that thing. She's like, and trust me, I'm just a victim of how I grew up with my grandparents. Just a victim. Because in my grandparents' house, you must place both positive and negative on the table. So they expect that by wisdom, you should do what? So my grandmother is looking at you and say, "The way you are carrying that cup, it will fall." That's not telling you to make the cup fall. What she trying to tell you? Carry the cup properly so that it not fall. So my wife is like, "Stop doing that thing. Stop doing it. Stop doing it." I remember one time when we were downstairs at the canopy. So they wanted to face the chairs to face this way, and I told all the guys, "I said, no, turn the chair like this." They said, "Pastor, why?" I said, "What if somebody coming with a gun to shoot?" <laughs> I said, I'm highly security conscious. It's only me that will see the person and I will take off. Before all of you take off. <laughs> Next, my wife, my wife said, you pastor. Stop saying that. And do you know what I noticed? I saw fear in all of them's face. Like, it's true. <laughs> fear. Just fear. Can I be honest with you? Somebody cracked the joke and it's true. If a pastor in a boss, you know those pastors in a boss that used to say, If he starts the prayer and say, Hmm i call you then, David, don't know. Everybody will come down. Everybody. Even you that think you have the Holy Spirit. You'll come down. You'll come down. Because there is something about your eyes that tells you that that man has seen something. Are we together? This scripture, somebody might need to go and write it and paste it by the wall. If your eyes is the lamp of your body, the eyes is the lamp of your body. If your eyes is good, so what's the first thing to check? Your understanding, which is your eyes. If you cannot see it, you can't see it. Are we together? If you cannot see it, you cannot what? You can't see it. You don't need to tell me I'm handsome. I know. By default, I know. I know. Say he's tall. I know. Don't you can't confirm my height than the height itself. I know it. I'm tall. At all. That's why he doesn't say, ah, yeah, you have money. He's smiling. Because he knows himself. He knows himself. Somebody looks at you and say and says, ah, ah, ah your, your your life is upside down. And you two you start you start running outside trying to confirm it. If truly your life is upside down. I like how the scripture put it. If your eyes is good, so there's good eyes and bad eyes. Are we together this morning? Understanding is clear access to the truth. To be full of light is to be loaded with the truth. To be full of light is to be loaded with the truth. To be loaded with the truth is to be filled with the wisdom of God. To be loaded with the truth is to be filled with the wisdom of God. So that tells you that light becomes unquestionable, but it's a clear means of spiritual identity. So your light is a clear means of your spiritual identity. Your light is a clear means for your relevance. So people treat you just anyhow because your light is not evident enough. And even you cannot see it because your eyes are bad. Please, can you just leave this scripture so that somebody writes it down and go home with it? Your eyes are bad. That's why your entire body is not full of light. Light is a clear tool for your dominion. A clear tool for your dominion. If you know what you have and what you carry, you dominate. Even when you're seeing trouble right ahead of you. That's one thing I love about Moses. He saw the Red Sea. The people saw the Red Sea. But Moses was not seeing the Red Sea. I'm almost quick to say he saw a red carpet because he knew, he said, ah. uh he said, I know the way out of Egypt to Israel. For God to tell me to pass this route, he's up to something. There's a popular song that says, uh, it's in Yoruba, I hope there's an English version. He said, I can't see you, uh, I can't hear you, Then, uh, but I can feel your presence. He says, Very simple song but well defined well defined your eyes must be good your eyes must be good in your business in your marriage in your health in your finance your eyes must be what? must be good must be good So light is a clear means for spiritual identity. A clear means for relevance. A clear tool for dominion. Let me show you something in 1 Kings 17 verse 24. 1 Kings 17 verse 24. As I bring this to a close. 1 Kings 17 verse 24. Let's say that real quick. media. Then the woman said to Elijah. I hope somebody says this to you. He says, then the woman said to Elijah. Now I know you are a man of God a lot of men have been speaking to her but never came to pass. He said, but now I know you're a man of God. How? And I know that the word of the Lord from your mouth is what? It's the truth. In case you came to church and all through the week you are trying to know true men of God. Did I help you now? So saw those that said, He's not batified. He's articulated. It's obedient. Did that help you? Did I help you? There's one I saved this video. He said he will only sit. where we will not sit there. I've saved the video for May 29. So I said, once say, I say, say they'll be counting the numbers. It will go up. It will come down. It will go up. All of a sudden. I saw them shouting. They should put water beside the man, no? because once they announce that it's not him, it will collapse. Why? Because the Spirit of God told me. Tell the man, the woman said, The word of God in your mouth is what? It's the truth. So, how do you know a man of God? By what? How do you know you are filled with light? What comes out of you? The truth. I'm, te- I'm, I'm, I'm being frank with you this morning. It's what an impact conference. I just had to de- de- detail this down into your spirit. So every time you speak the words that come out of you, even you yourself know that you are lying to yourself. Something is wrong with your eyes. Something is wrong with your eyes. That's my response to somebody who decides to go and do surgery to change their agenda. My question is, the mirror cannot even lie to you. So why are you lying to yourself? Say, I, I look better like a female. If God wanted to make you a female, He would have made you one. If he wanted to make you a male, He would have made you one. If He wanted to make you an animal, He would have made you one. There are people's head that looks like chimpanzees. If He wanted yours to be like that, He would have done it. If He wanted you to have a tail, you have a tail. The truth is, is engaged through a mouth that the heart is loaded with the truth. So before the truth comes out of your mouth, your heart must have been loaded with what? The truth. Somebody say the truth. The truth. So how do you load them out of a man? Meditation. By meditating on God's word. I asked my uncle a question. I said, Uncle, wait, I have I have I have a question. That was when I used to, uh, it might still happen, because I've been telling my wife to prepare now, it's what we are saying. Uh, When I was uh, 21, between 21 and 25, I was contemplating that I want to become a Nigerian senator because that's just the best place to serve. Only people that know politics will understand. That president is too much work, just leave me as a senator. There's one man that is there now, he's been serving as a senator for 24 years. I'm telling you the truth. You can serve for as good as 40 years as God keeps you. And you are making your money. And nobody will, will never come near you. Do you know how much those guys make per sitting? Per sitting. Not to not talk of the women they take home. I don't need women. I have my wife. Just me and my wife will be coming. If my wife sits with me, extra money. Sitting allowance. Praise God. I just helped you go and collect your form. <laughs> So I asked my uncle. I said, "Wait, uncle, I noticed something about Nigerian senators. Before they talk, they're always saying stuff like Section Two, Nigerian Constitution, Article Four, Subsection Ninety-Nine of the Amended Nigerian Constitution." I said, "Uncle, uh, I have seen the Constitution. That thing is big. How do they? How do they cram that entire stuff? Because even Bible says we never finish to the reader. How do they cram?" My uncle said, "No, they have permanent secretaries that work with them. That anytime they want to." reference something that the secretary has entered them on the part of the article to read. So they cram that part to come and say what they are about to say. The only way to have crammed it is also from the place of meditation. Are we together? He must have read it and read it and read it and read it for him to come out to say what he has. That's why you notice when they say it, you never see anybody argue with them. Because whatever you are quoting, is in the book so how do you load your heart with the truth is via meditation of God's word Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 Joshua 1 verse 8 Joshua 1 verse 8 Joshua 1 verse 8 very popular scripture I learned it when I was in Daystar very popular scripture I told you I've always been a church boy all my life Joshua 1 verse 8 I read this from my head it says do not let the book of the law depart from what? from your mouth Meditate on it, what day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything that is written in it, not some things, not part of the things, everyone, everything written in it. Then, what happens when you have done everything written in it? What happens? Then you'll be what prosperous. So, prosperity comes first before success. Are we together this morning? So when you start seeing success coming first for you before prosperity, something is wrong. What comes first? Prosperity. Why why, why is he he using the word prosperous? The first thing that prosper is your soul. Your mind. Your spirit. Your body. He says, I wish above all things. I wish above all things that I may prosper and be in good what? In good health. Why will you be successful and your health is not good? That's not God. That's not God. So you're successful. You're having health issues. The first thing he does is prosperity. He prospers you in every area of your life. Your spirit, your body, your soul, and your body. When he has not done that, then he will now position you to to tipsy success. Accumulated success. That's what he means by successful. You start gathering success. So if you want your success to be 75 over 100, it makes it possible. If you want it to be 99 over 100, it makes it possible. But I was in secondary school, and I see my result, and I see 80 over 100, I'm jubilating. The only time I feel bad is when I see a whole bunch of people. Now it's called 90, 90, 90, 90, 90. I'm ah, like, what's going on? But I'm content. When I see the result, and I see B, or I see A something, thank God. At least I'm not part of those that failed. So success is as defined as a man. You want to be successful alone in Nigeria, God makes it happen for you. You want to be successful worldwide, God makes it happen for you. You want to just be successful in THN Church, God makes it happen for you. You want to be successful alone, just to yourself, God does it for you. But he ensures that when you do everything written in the book of the law, it gets you prosperous. Somebody say amen. The truth is not in an experience. Remove that ideology. That experience is the best teacher. It's a lie. Can we be honest? Experience is It's a lie. It's a big lie. The truth is never in an experience. The truth can never be found in opinions. Say, ah, this man said this, this man said this. I bought his idea. I bought his opinion. I like his ideology. You can't find the truth there. You can't find the truth in arguments. You can't find the truth in discord. I used to be among those people that feel that once two men of God is fighting, and one person is still having more crowd. So the person with more crowd is the true man of God. How many of you used to have that ideology? I used to. Say, ah, did you notice that this man, Pastor Hay and Pastor B, are fighting. All of a sudden, Pastor B's church is going down, and Pastor Hay's church is going up. So your mind tells you that "Ah, Pastor Hay is the true man of God. You're wrong. You're wrong. Completely wrong. Completely wrong. It's It's just like what you see in the Bible. How the disciples of john the baptist felt that john the baptist was going down forgetting that his assignment was done it was just to prepare the way for christ that's all but even john the baptist too did not do well even after understanding that that was his assignment he was still vexing for jesus inside the prison that's why they cut off his head you know when you know your assignment is done and you are still dragging with the person that gave you work a good way to explain it is when they give you an housing project to come and fix the roof. say fix the roof of the house. So you fix the roof. So you're not coming every day to come and check the roof. That's to tell me there's something about that roof that I need to know. You must have kept something there. So I kept something there. I used to have one technician like that when I moved down to Nigeria. Every single day. Augusta, is he working? Yes. Is it still working? Yes. Is it still working? Yes. Is he working? Yes. Every, almost every day, checking up on me. Can you see share? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He did the thing, packed out. He said, hey, multi-monor. because guess what? He sold me a fake product. So he wanted to just be sure that ah, I'm covered. You have finished your work. You're a foreigner for Jesus Christ. You have done it. Even the Holy Spirit attested to that fact that this is my beloved son, a woman, well pleased, listen to him. Now you want people to now start listening to you. Why? Because you now saw that your crowd was reducing and the crowd was Jesus was going higher. And your disciples were leaving you. Then you headed up in prison. Of all disciples, they cut your head. Of all the foreigners, they cut your head. Even the Savior, they didn't cut his head. It's you, that you're a foreigner. And they did not just cut your head, they cut your head in a dinner party. In a dinner party. They fed his head to dogs. Imagine a stripper saying, What do you want as a gift? She doesn't want cup. She doesn't want crown. She doesn't want pendant. She doesn't want clothes. I want the head of what? Chocolate baptist. That's a message for another day. Once your assignment is completed, stop arguing. Did you hear what I just said? Stop arguing. If the Lord tells me to leave your church today and go somewhere else, I will not argue. Your faces will not there's nothing in your face that will make me stay. I'll move. Because arguing is at my own detriment. So pastor, where is the word of God? The word of God, the truth is hidden. The truth is hidden in the word of God. Somebody said the truth is hidden in the word of God. The same Joshua 1 verse 8. Do not let this book of the Lord depart from my mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything that is written in it. Then you'll be what? prosperous and you would have what? good success one of the things I want to encourage you to do as the spirit of the Lord has laid in my heart so bring the word and impact conference to a close I said the month of March is our month of meditation is our month of meditation meditating on his word meditating on his word meditating on his word carefully observing everything that has been written in it that's your breakthrough that's your profitable tool maintaining meditating on the book of the law one of the things I want to do this month and the Holy Spirit is going to help me is I want to go and buy a new Bible that's what some of you might need to do some of you that, I'm sending you Bible, have a Bible on my iPad, but I want to buy a physical Bible. When you see fathers of faith telling you that you still need a physical Bible despite the electronic one, they know what they are talking about. Some of you have lots of journals, but don't have Bibles. Meditate on it. Some of you will see some things that will just wow you. I've told you one of the things that wowed me the most, and I told my pastor in Houston. My pastor in Houston replied me with emoji of LOL. He said, so you are just realizing it. And I'll tell you what I saw. What did they teach you in primary school and secondary school? How Moses parted the Red Sea. What did they say? They said, he, he straight forth his rod. And what happened to the sea? Go and read your Bible. How the sea parted. Go and read your Bible to see how the sea parted. That's why Reverend Sam Adiemi said that if you are not being careful enough to study the word of God for yourself, church will make you feel that this believing of a thing is like a microwave. Just ask and you shall receive. Ask and you shall receive. Forgetting that in the process, in the, in the midst of asking and receiving, there's a process. How many of you work in organizations that you want to ask for leave? You, want to, you just walk to the HR and say, I want my leave. They just give you. No, that's a process. You feel a form. Meditation will help you. What did I say? Meditation will do what? Will help you at the previous venue. I explained to some of them, I said Jesus fed the 5,000 men. Some of you just said some of you just felt that the food just multiplied. No, the food didn't multiply. I studied that thing several times. I listened to tapes from Reverend Sir only to find out that how he fed the 5,000 men is just the same way he can use you to feed 5,000 men. And mothers in our age have proven that several times. Have you seen the way your mom will share a bar that is very small? Yoruba will say, even if you pour a little drop of panditiam in a in, in the, in the, uh, granite uh, uh, shelf, he said, wherever will be filled up, will be what? They filled up. Should I explain the miracle of the 5,000 men for you briefly? You know what he did? He blessed it and he multiplied. How did he multiply? He gave them the same thing that was presented to him and told them to keep cutting and cutting and cutting. Some of you might have seen this thing before. Uh, it's like onions. As you are peeling one side, the other side is peeling. The other side is peeling. The other side is peeling. That was how they fed them. Now they were giving them in their in little, little portion. What happened next? It was the one that determined their satisfaction. That's why the word of God says that only God can satisfy the soul of a man is satisfied. So, when they were giving them something small, so let's assume that uh, 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 this, was, this was the bread and they cut this little part for you. In somebody's eyes, it feels that it's too small, right? But the person hits it and they say, wow, I'm filled up. Have there not been several times you take communion and something tells you I'm not taking any food again. I'm filled up. I'm filled up. I've seen people come to church several times and they hear the word of God and they'll say, wow, I'm filled up the only thing that can fill up the soul of a man is what? God's word so your mind of mind you just thought that the basket just abracadabra no, that's not happened that's not happened in fact, there's something I learned from the place of meditation every miracle that you saw in the Bible can still happen again every miracle that you saw in the Bible can still happen again. Oh, pastor, I know one that can never happen. Uh, they can never throw somebody to the tomb of a of a prophet and he'll rise up. Somebody was thrown, was placed, a dead baby, was placed on top of the tomb of Apostle Babalola and the baby came back to life. Not even his body. The tomb. The tomb. I heard of a pregnant woman that the baby inside of her died and she went to sleep at the tomb of Babalola for seven days. She came out on the eighth day. it was not even up to 9 months they said when she walked into us the baby came out fresh like baby that was not up to 9 months in the womb there is nothing you saw in the bible that cannot happen oh pastor I know another one Jesus walked on water are you joking even science has proven that to you that you can walk on water science has proven it so what are you saying what are you saying this is one assignment you should engage in this month read the bible for yourself did you hear what i just said read what read the bible don't read it like a storybook read it like you don't know it but you want to know it it's the only one that can give you the right understanding and you realize that all that you have been looking for is inside the word of god life partner is there leadership is there empowerment is there excellence is there health Good finance is there. Government is there. Spiritual immoralities, I want to stop it. It's there. I want to know my purpose. It's there. Anointing is there. I've read the Bible before and I felt like oil dropping down from my head. And the Spirit of God just said to me, He said, What I just dropped in you now is wisdom that when you read, you understand. My wife has asked me that several times. I said, how come you just read the scripture and you're quick to dissect? Give me any scripture now. I'll dissect it for you. And I might not have read it before. The gift of wisdom. Just by meditation. I beg you in the name of God. This is, this is one part I want you to take me serious. I beg you in the name of God. Pastor, I'm too busy. My work is back to back. It's Grand the Carry Bible. Can I, be Can I say it in your, in your word? Carry Bible for it carry it for Oh, Pastor, I'm just a keyboardist. Pastor, I'm just a drummer. Pastor, I'm just a singer in the house of God. The scriptures. The scriptures. Not the scriptures. Meditate. Somebody say meditate. Tap your neighbor's shoulder say meditate. Meditate. Be on your feet this morning. We believe you have been blessed by this audio podcast, and we never like to close without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Would you say this prayer with me? Dear Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart today, and I am making you the Lord of my life. Amen. Congrats. You are now a child of God. Thank you for listening and downloading Tamiwa Oluon Podcast. We want to take over nations for Christ. Partner with us today by visiting www.heavennation.org forward slash donate. Kindly subscribe to get updates of new messages and share with your friends and families. We love you and we celebrate you.